Okay, welcome everyone. It is Tuesday night as usual. That means it's time for Dean Luggy to talk Georgia football here with you. I really appreciate uh, our friends at Bank South. This is the Dean Luggy show presented by Bank South. Uh, I want to thank our friends for, at Bank South for, for presenting the broadcast. Bank South is a locally owned bank that can help you meet your needs no matter what they are. If that's a CD, the perfect mortgage. Bank South is a community-based uh, bank here in Georgia that you can trust. We trust Bank South. You should, too. So go in and give them a shot. Uh, they're in the Atlanta area with mortgages. They are obviously in Watkinsville, Savannah, all over the state. If you don't know about Bank South, uh, just leave something in the timeline. I will uh, answer the questions to get you the right person. Uh, we really do appreciate their support. They really they have helped us uh, bring you all a lot of coverage th thus far this season. And tonight we're going to talk about Georgia and Vanderbilt. These are the Bank South keys to the game. I'm going to go straight into it here. Not a lot of goofing around. Uh, first of all, you know, last week I said one of the keys to the game was uh, taking Tennessee seriously. I got the feeling uh, during the game that a lot of people were not taking Tennessee seriously, including Tennessee. I was listening to some folks that work for the balls uh in the uh press box upstairs when I was in the restroom up there uh pregame stuff for me can be pretty nuts but I was I was in the Georgia press box at the beginning of the game and I think everybody thought it was just going to be a straight up blowout it turned out into it turned into a blowout but it took a little bit of time to get there this week uh in our bank south keys to the game I would say there's no excuse for Georgia not to jump on Vanderbilt very fast and, uh, you know, what does that mean? Why why does it matter uh, to jump on the Vanderbilt Commodores as fast as you can? Well, you know, one big thing is you want to give them no hope. They, they really did not play well this past week um, in, in Nashville. They barely survived uh, Tennessee State, if I'm not mistaken. I think they won by five, whatever it was. So that's, you know, that's not ideal. And I think that although they played pretty well, against Notre Dame. I mean, they nearly beat Notre Dame. They lost that game by five. They have since not played so hot. They, they, oh, let me just recap. They beat Middle Tennessee State, I uh, believe on the road, 35 to seven. Then they come uh, back home to uh, Memorial Stadium. I think it is. Van or I think it's Vanderbilt Stadium, excuse me. So they win that game 41 to 10. Uh, then they Really lost a game they probably should have won against Vanderbilt, twenty-two to seven up there in, in South Bend. Then they get blown out by South Carolina, um, thirty-seven to fourteen in a game that was, I think, fourteen all or seventeen all, whatever it was. Uh, and then last week just did not play well against Tennessee State, a team there in Nashville. They they almost lost that game. They only won it by four. So I would argue you want to jump on Vanderbilt as fast as you can. Um, and get them, you know, down by a touchdown, you know, something uh, going into the second quarter. After that, I think it's going to be tough for Vanderbilt to stick uh, around in this game. They are a significant underdog. This 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 line is not as big as the Tennessee line, but it's uh, it's pretty big nonetheless. Um, let me let me just check it right now. Uh, Vanderbilt is a twenty. Well, it depends where you look. But between a 26 and a 27 point underdog to Georgia, so that's that's pretty significant. That's a pretty significant line. Uh, I would say if you're Georgia, you really want to be done with this game by the end of the third quarter. 
This is uh this is the final game before a four game stretch against four ranked teams, uh, three of whom three of which are in the top I believe thirteen. So this is a a game. It's a night game, so you lose a little bit of the day to rest and recover. Uh, but I, I if I were Georgia, I'd want to be done with this thing sooner than later. Uh, we'll just see uh, how that progresses. Again, I know I've really you know, been very pro-Georgia against these lines, and it doesn't always turn out that way. I would be surprised if this game's not over by about 35 minutes into it, so about five or 10 minutes into the, the third quarter. And then finally, and I do think this is an important one, you know, Georgia needs to get Jake Fromm right and play Justin Fields. you got to do both things at the same time. Uh, you know, Jake has not quite been himself, it doesn't seems like seem like of late. And um, that's not ideal. So um, it, a lot of that's the offensive line. They've got to protect better than they are, or they have, I should say. But, um, you know... Jake, Jake Fromm, everybody wants to see Jake Fromm get back to the way that he's been. So uh, we'll just see how that goes. I think that's a, a really critical thing. I want to thank everybody who is watching right now on social media, uh, whether you are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, which I think I may have finally whipped here on this. You guys get to see graphics. I say that, and now I see this thing freaking out just a little bit. So let's just see. Easy for me to say it. It's not always easy for um, everybody to uh, accomplish those goals, but I, th I think I do think getting Jake from back in working order, so to speak, if you want to call it that, would be a good thing. He is. It's not like Georgia, generally speaking, has played bad. They haven't. They played pretty well, but um, there have been times lately where you know they've not been as crisp as maybe you would like them to be. They've not been as dominant on offense if you will if you'd like like to you know, as much as you'd like them to be it's it's not been you know a perfect ride now this is sports so these things happen and i'm plugging the power into my computer just because i'm weird like that uh but i you know overall there's only four teams if my if my math is correct who have played uh, Division One college football and have won by double digits every time. Three of them are in the SEC, which is Alabama, Georgia, and Kentucky. So, uh, you know, this is this stretch here now from Georgia. They will play some good teams. They got Vanderbilt, obviously. Then they're on the road in Nashville, in uh, Nashville, in Baton Rouge. I bet you they wish they were on the road in Nashville. So it goes. Vanderbilt at home at at uh, LSU. Uh, then they get a week off for the Gators, uh, and then after that they will play at Kentucky, which is going to be a a real fight. Uh, and then they will host Auburn. It might be that I mean this this is going to sound strange, and I reserve the right to just sit here and watch. Kentucky over these next week or two. If they don't beat Texas A&M on the road, you know, maybe you scale it back a little bit. If they beat Texas A&M on the road, it's very possible that the second most complicated game Georgia plays this season is in Lexington. Um, and, and you know, it, it, I have been up there plenty of times. I, I, I think the first time I went up was in 98. I know the first time I went up was in 98. 
Uh, you know, they barely won that game. They barely won in 2000. They won a shootout in 2002, kind of blew out Kentucky. Uh, 2004, they blew them out. That was not a good Kentucky team. Obviously, they lose in 2006. Kentucky brings down the goalposts. 2008, they had to survive. 2010, uh, Georgia, you know, kind of pushed away, and uh, that's what you're going to get in two weeks or ten days with LSU. These teams know each other. I mean, obviously, Georgia and Kentucky know one another well. They play every single season. The kids know each other. There are plenty of kids from Georgia uh, at Kentucky. They're not going to be intimidated by Georgia. And the, I mean, the biggest thing is Benny Snell is a heck of a player for the Cats. I just I do wonder if, um, you know, I mean, I think Benny probably needs more uh, than just him. Than just him. Let me try to answer one question here from Facebook. I got LASIK about six years ago, so let me see how well I'm doing here. Do you think Jamari Saylor is going to uh, get some playing time with the offensive line struggling with injuries? No, I don't. And here's the reason why. That's a, that's a very good question. Um, I think we are halfway through the season, and I think uh, – I say no. I, I think we're halfway through the season, and if it's going to happen, it's, it better happen soon. Uh, they are, they are, they seem to be in good position with uh, six of their offensive linemen, really seven actually now with, well, six with Ben being hurt. Uh, I think Kendall Baker had a very good 2017. His 2018 has not been unbelievable. You know, being here sooner uh, hurt. And I think it, if he would have been here quicker, that would have helped. But it didn't happen. I, I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, that he was a guy that came in during the spring. So uh, if, if he had, it did not come in during the spring, excuse me. If he were here during the spring, it might have made a difference. But they just seem kind of settled on what they're dealing with. I mean, Trey Hill maybe could get a look on the inside. They've got guys. There's no question about that. they got plenty of guards. Uh, what you don't want to lose are tackles. So, uh, you know, so long as Andrew Thomas is doing fine, Isaiah Wilson, or those two guys are doing fine, you get Ben Cleveland Black back probably for, oh, I don't know about Kentucky, but he will play by the end of the season for sure. Um, so it's it's not like all is lost on that offensive line. But they're not playing unbelievably well like they have in the past. And as, as I've said before many times, if you watch the Bank South, the Dean Leggy Show, sponsored by Bank South, you know this very well. If Jake Fromm is given time, he really is a deadly quarterback. I would say he is more deadly than most given time because that's his ball game. If he's better on offense, this is two weeks in a row they could have played better on offense. But, you know, sports are not made easy. Sometimes your opponent makes you hit backhands, and uh, it's your job to get around that sort of stuff. It's up to you. It's up to the coaches and the players. And this week, the coaches and players will kick off at 7.30. So a night game finally in Athens. Finally, the rock has come to Athens. Uh... October 6, 2018, as you can see there, 7.30 on the SEC Network. This game will not be a metered game. So uh, that means that Georgia will not get credit in terms of how many viewers watch it. My guess would be it would only be about 1.5 million people anyway. So I don't know that it would be a ton. Uh, if you missed earlier today on what we were hearing on Dog Post, which 
a lot of people read that, so I'm not sure how many of y'all actually really missed it. It's a good example of what sort of content you get on dog post, uh, uh, you know, insider information. Sometimes it's really interesting. Sometimes it's just sort of information dump that we have. Uh, dog post is $1 for the first month. You should check it out. It's $15 after that, unless you're an annual subscriber and it's $11 a month. So I, you know, I really wholeheartedly would encourage you to take a look at dog post. If you want to buy it, that's awesome. If you want to just read the stuff that I write, that usually stuff that I write is free with the exception of some very, you know, sort of exclusive proprietary information, please just check us out. You have no obligation to buy, but if you want to check it out, it's a dollar. Um, you know, and I think it's a, I think it's a really good deal. I know if I, if I did not run dog posts, I would definitely subscribe to it. And the reason why is because it's, it's not that expensive. And, um, if you're really into fandom, uh, it's a great place to be. There's a lot of good places out there too, but I think dog Post is very unique. Someone is talking about, uh, Zamir. So Zamir White, who was lost, uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, I don't have any real new updates on Zamir other than to sort of assume that things are going well. And the reason I assume that is because I've not heard anything bad. And typically when you hear something bad, uh, you know, uh, you know, something bad happens, you typically hear about it. Something good, eh, people don't say so much about that normally. If you're just joining us on Facebook, I appreciate you being here. We're going to get everything sort of squared away with, um, with your broadcast here soon. We do this. I do this every uh, Sunday and Tuesday nights. You can listen to this on Facebook. You can listen to this on, uh, which is, you know, but you got to catch it. So, uh, it was just two not ideal plays by guys. Why doesn't someone update me here on what the score is of the baseball game? Cause I knocked out the score. I, I don't really watch. Do y'all watch a lot of baseball? I really do not. But the postseason is fascinating to me. When I was a teenager, I used to clean up Atlanta Fulton County Stadium um, in order to pay for AAU basketball. I played AAU basketball with the Atlanta Lakers, Atlanta Celtics uh, now. And uh, we would clean up Atlanta Fulton County Stadium in order to pay for the trips that we made all over the place. So we got I got really hooked on the Braves. Obviously, when I was younger, very young, six, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, we, there was nothing to do. At least it felt that way. So we would go watch the Braves lose. And boy, did they lose. <laughs> Non-stop. Non-stop. Uh, how many of y'all will go to the game? That's what I'm wondering this weekend. Uh, it's a homecoming weekend in Athens, which usually means a very lackadaisical crowd. Um it usually means uh, a lot of pictures with UGA, old cheerleaders getting in the way, which is never a lot of fun. It's interesting to me that they permit the, uh, thank you for the baseball update there. Uh, it's interesting to me they permit some of these older cheerleaders onto the field because it actually is quite dangerous on the field. It doesn't seem like it, but I can assure you after 18 years and almost getting run over by Isaiah Crowell one time uh, and almost getting knocked over two weeks ago at Missouri, you better watch it when you're on the sidelines. And we all see these old-timers get out there with their trumpets, and, and particularly people in wheelchairs. They should be as far back, if they're going to be on the field, they should be as far back as possible. That is, uh, that's not good. Here's a question. What things would we learn about you, Dean, if, we had, if you had to be asked a question from the Senate committee? 
uh, I don't think, unfortunately and fortunately, and I think a lot of the people that I went to high school and college with can confirm this, uh, I had a rather dull experience in high school for sure. I was too busy playing sports. Uh, in college, it was the same way. So I was a two-sport guy for two years and one-sport guy for four years. And so there wasn't a lot of time to goof off and get in trouble uh, with dumb stuff. I'll say this about my college experience. I went to a very small college. We almost all of us played sports. 40% of us played sports. We Some of the stuff that I've seen, it, just didn't, it was just not common for that to occur where I went to college. But I realized I was in a small place with a lot of with a lot of uh, guys and girls who had other things on their mind, but um, the world has changed, thankfully. And uh, I, I, the, the worst thing I ever did, probably in high school, was skip school. But my mother, that existed, and or uh, I mean, we did dumb enough stuff in college that I'm glad that there were only photographs. We did have videos. We still have videos. Now we didn't do anything absolutely stupid. But some of the stuff that we said, I definitely would never say now. I don't know if I would have said it, you know, two years after college. So uh, it certainly is a learning time. But there are certain things that you just kind of, you know, you just don't want to, you just don't want to do and say. I can talk about the Justin Fields situation if you want, um, and the allegations there. Uh, Saying that word publicly is not acceptable, uh, period. Uh, saying it in that situation is bizarre to me. I don't, I don't get that. I remember being in class at Georgia discussing some of this stuff. I went to graduate school in Georgia uh, for public administration. It's the number three program in the country. And nothing prepares you for when uh there's all sorts of stuff you can do in school but when nothing prepares you for that first time someone says a racial slur behind closed doors that's a public official you don't know what you're like uh what so there was a lot of growing up and learning there's definitely still a real world out there you can't say that period i mean it's just not something that you do um i i don't that's it there's nothing really else to say for me to, to add about it. You know, Justin is not the first uh, black kid to be called that, black man to be called that. And if I were him, I would completely ignore it and move on about my day because that shouldn't define who Justin is. I don't, I don't know Justin Fields very well, if at all. But um, really, our tone of in society has got to improve, period. Um, it just has to improve. It, it's up to all of us. But that's not what this... Uh, program is about is about uh you know georgia i mean speaking of justin I, I think i think he does need to play more if for no other reason reason for development he is a super gifted kid um you know he can just do stuff that other people can't do it's pretty amazing actually how gifted he is but you know and and, and the same token you know Jake Fromm is the starting quarterback. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, they both, uh, you know, there were times when, when, when Jake, it took Jake last year a little time to get rolling. They have been more productive early in this season with the passing game, much more productive than they were last year. But 
you know, Jake can play better. And, and frankly, I keep saying him, but a lot of that is not a, a lot. Trust a lot who has been around the program for such a long time said, um, you know, you know, if they're not playing well and they're winning the way that they are, that's okay. Because eventually, probably eventually they will, you know, kind of get rolling again. Um, so, but you know, last year they really did not go through a two game stretch where they didn't play well, maybe Auburn and South Carolina. I don't know that they didn't play well against South Carolina, but it wasn't long during the season. It might've been, you know, two games, maybe. I mean, it, it, I don't know that they didn't play well. I mean, I, I didn't play, they didn't play super great against Notre Dame, but that, I mean, understandably, they didn't play well at Auburn. 